Welcome to Ignition, a podcast and radio show for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we have a contributor, our producer extraordinaire. I tried to combine the two words and it crashed and burned. Uh, Tim Stanek is joining us. Hi, Tim. Thanks, Chris. Yep. Good. Thank you. So uh, he said, hi, Father. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we're off to an auspicious start here on this episode of Ignition. Uh, we're going to be talking today about the, the the movie that opened recently called Noah, named after a biblical character, as you might have guessed. Uh, but first, I uh, just want to mention before we get into today's episode, uh, we always appreciate listener feedback. If you've listened to the show before, you know that um, uh, you are free. We encourage you to email any questions you might have, ideas for future episodes of Ignition, send them to me, cbergwald at sfcatholic.org, C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. And also you can find uh, past uh, past issues, past episodes of Ignition at the uh, Sioux Falls Diocesan website, again that's sfcatholic.org, or you can find us on iTunes, Uh, just do a search for Ignition, um, and in the podcasts you will find us there. So there are all sorts of ways to connect to this fine audio production that we do here with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Right, gentlemen? Well, I'm not sure it's here on the production part. Uh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> we, and I think all three of us are guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just you and I, Dr. Burke. Probably. I, I do the best I can with the material. With, the, <laughs> with the talent, you know, he works with the talent he's got uh, behind the mic. So, so again, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, the, well, we're going to talk qu- quite a bit, this, the, the rest of this episode, about the movie uh, Noah. Um, this movie that was uh, produced by uh, Darren, uh, directed rather, uh, by Darren Aronofsky, uh, who's made a number of films um, in the last so oh, 15 years or so. Um, Life of Pi, Requiem for a Dream, um, Black Swan, which uh, won a number of Academy Awards. Uh, and and he, he was raised Jewish, but he's, he's um, and this is you know, one of those things that particularly with, with, with people of, of Jewish belief, uh, sometimes we as Catholics, wait, well, how does that work? He's an atheist, but he's a Jewish atheist. And sense that he still has a lot of the cultural uh, uh, connections to to his the Jewish faith in which he was raised, but but he no longer practices uh, that faith, but still identifies closely with the Jewish culture. Would, Father, you think that's a fair fair way to, to explain what it means to be a Jewish atheist? Well, he's still culturally Jewish in that way, although he uh, has, has the cultural trappings in that regard, but not a religious conviction. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And, and so this is a movie that he actually said he's been working on for some time, quite some time, I think going back to high school, even throwing around the ideas. And and, and, and what we're going to do is just briefly summarize the plot, which probably most of you are familiar with. Um, and, and, but then we're going to spend a good bit of the time uh, in, in today's episode of Ignition talking uh, about what we, what we, the three of us, we've all three have seen it, what we did like, what we didn't like, um, and, and then finishing up by talking a little bit about 
the, the the general idea of of the world of art in this case filmmaking uh, and and a Catholic approach to that and the importance of making art uh, especially good art uh, it goes without saying uh, from a Catholic perspective or, or the the Catholic the, the the value that we place on that so just starting with the basic uh, plot outline it it does in many ways follow the biblical narrative uh, in the sense the, the the basics that we know from the Bible. And if, you, if you've if you read, as, as many of us, I know I talked to Tim. Uh, Father, I'd be curious to know about this. Tim and I saw this movie together uh, late night over the weekend, and we were both up late into the wee hours of the morning, and Tim had told me that he went back and read um, the, the biblical account of Noah. Father, have you done something similar after you saw the movie? Uh, had a uh, heated argument with a uh, parishioner uh, who I went to go see it with as we were both kind of digesting it. Um, the only thing I kept it from going late into the morning was I was planning to get up early in the morning uh, <laughs> to make a long run. and so. Uh, but otherwise, we probably would have uh, uh, been chewing it out for quite a while. Yeah. I think uh, uh, I actually ended the discussion. My ending comment was, well, you know, the only comfort is they can't make a sequel. <laughs> well, right, because the biblical narrative, if you go back and look at Genesis, it's only a few pages. I mean, the account, the, the account of Noah, um, f- from the first mention of him in the, in the genealogy, men- mentioning his, his ancestors, um, to him and then the account of the events leading up to during and after the flood is, is relatively short. Um, God commands Noah to build this ark. Noah builds the ark. The animals come two by two. Um, there's the flood. The rest of of humanity, at least, the book account is destroyed by the flood because of their wickedness and so on. Um, and then uh, the, the the waters recede. And then Noah and 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 um, and his family uh, are, are commanded by God. God establishes a covenant with Noah and through him um, all the peoples, and they. Um, uh, there's the rainbow, the sign of the covenant, and they go on the merry way. Before it'll multiply, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sort of a bit of a repeat, but some differences with what we see in the uh, accounts at the beginning of Genesis uh, of Adam and Eve in the garden. But by and large, that's that's the anything else, Father, that you think would be worth adding um, about the biblical account as we read it in Genesis. Yeah, it's a good rough overview. Okay, um, so then the movie uses that as its sort of baseline, but but as as if you've read any coverage or read any any reviews, it departs uh, from uh, adds to the biblical narrative. There are things in there that are included, uh, many of which are from. Um, ancient uh, Jewish uh, documents, but that are not inspired, that are not part of uh, the Bible, um, but Book of Enoch and, and there are other texts that Aronofsky um, apparently used as quote-unquote source material for adding on some of, uh, some of the, um, the, the things that he talks about that aren't biblical. Uh, so I should say, spoiler alert, by the way, we are going to be talking about some things in the movie, some of the major plot points that if you're anything like me, you would not want to know if you're planning to see the movie. So if you're going to see Noah and haven't yet, uh, cease listening to this episode of Ignition. <laughs> right, guys? Would you agree with that? More or less. Tim? Yeah, I, I tried to avoid reading too much about it before I went in um, because I didn't want certain expectations or or things to be ruined. But I think I failed at that because I went in with really high expectations, kind of carried me through the movie. I was excited about it afterwards. The more I think about it, the more, you know, I need to kind of 
reconsider some of the opinions I had of it, I think. Okay. So there, so there are a few things that I think that, that where, where the, the movie departs from the biblical narrative that would be good as a, as a way to talk about our evaluation of the movie. Um, so, so one of the, uh, I don't know, the, 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 the bigger aspects or the, the, the one that got, is getting more, a lot of attention is the quote unquote rock people. So there are these creatures in the movie that look like giant rock people. And, the, and, and they're explained in the movie that these are um, uh, angels, angelic creatures that after the fall, uh, after Adam and Eve disobeyed God and were cast out of Eden, uh, they wanted to help humanity. And they, um, because they were, they were disobeying God by, by helping Adam and Eve, they were in a sense imprisoned within the material of the earth, rock. Uh, and so these are angels who are living in, as, as these rock creatures, rock people. Uh, and, and, and so that's one of the first things. And, 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 and some people have really mocked the movie, frankly about that uh, uh clearly that that's not an, a, a catholic christian account of angelology i mean we that the, they're they're not really fallen they're not demonic creatures uh, they're not d- demons but they're they they also disobeyed god so they this sort of this middle ground between what we know is the case with um uh the angels who were humanized in that way yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah, uh, because they still they want to return to the Creator, uh, to God, um, and and that that's what happens actually in the movies that they end up doing that. Um, they help Noah and so on, but by and large they're enemies of humanity because human beings ended up uh, uh, taking advantage of them, destroying some of them, and so on. And but on this whole question, guys, of the rock people, uh, just. Yeah, anything you want to add in terms of their role in the movie, but, but more particularly, any any evaluative comments comments that you have, liked them, didn't like them, didn't care, added, subtracted from the quality of the movie, Father. I, I found their dialogue kind of hard to understand. Um, I don't. I mean, I they're they're creative and they were kind of fun, um, but at the same time, I just. Uh, you know, like someone brought up uh, uh, how they kind of answered the question of how, you know, one man builds this huge ark. Right. Um, but that wasn't a question that was really burning within me. And maybe, I, maybe I'm just too sanguine when I approach things. I don't really go deep, which is very sanguine to me, my personality style. Um, but it just wasn't a burning question that I wanted answered. Yeah. Yeah, they, they helped build the ark. Um, uh, so, yeah, and that, that, I agree, Father. I didn't really care too much about how does the ark, how is, the, how is he going to build it by himself and maybe with his sons? Um, what about you, Tim, rock people? Well, it took him 10 years to build it even with the rock people. So I don't know how much they... Oh, was it? Well, that wasn't... Exp- it, it was about, yeah. It wasn't, oh, I guess Yeah, so. because, oh, yeah. because the, the Ilo was with him for 10 years. Oh, you're right. So, yes, yes. So, yeah, it took him 10 years anyway. I missed that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of enjoyed him kind of in a, you know, sci-fi, you know, type of film fashion, like the Ents or, you know, any other creatures like that. Um I think they raise for me, and, and maybe we want to come to come back to this question later after we talk some of, some of the other differentiating elements, or talk about it here. I'll leave it up to either of you. Um, but but they they raise one of the, the the one of the bigger questions from the movie um, that, that occurred to me is, you know, there's the question of is this true? Um, so the whole question of the truth, quote unquote, of the rock people, as uh, uh, and then the the distinct question. Um, <laughs> Even if it doesn't matter, 
uh, and, and related to that question, is it useful? So, so, so some people might get hung up on whether or not the, the rock people are true and whether or not the movie is true. Some people are, are, are critical of the movie because it's, it's, it's not true. Um, do we want to talk, get into that discussion now or wait? What do you think, Father? Well, I just, they don't make or break it for me. Right. But the question of the accuracy, in a sense, the accuracy of the movie, does it matter if the, if some people are upset because, well, this is not the biblical account of Noah. Does that, does that matter? That it's, that it doesn't follow, strictly follow the biblical account. Does that matter to you? Claim that it would. Okay. Uh, some people say that the uh, early uh, promo material in some ways it suggested that it would be. But I, but maybe that was misread too, you know, saying you know a tale that's a beloved tale, yeah, a retelling and all this stuff. But like, you know, it, as the link you sent uh, with with uh, Father Barron's commentary, explicitly going into it as the what, midrash, yeah, tradition. Midrash, yep. Yeah, I mean that that made it make sense to me. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I, I wasn't yeah expecting okay. that much accuracy. We'll we'll come back to that larger question then uh, as we go further on. So then, um, to me, well, I think maybe just. Uh, Please. Point without B, though. Um, as you yourself just said a minute, a couple minutes ago, I mean, the actual biblical passages themselves are not long enough to make a Hollywood script. Yeah. Right. So, you're, so if there's going, if there's going to be, have to be, you're going to have to insert content that's not in the in the the scriptural account in order to make it a movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, then one of the, so so. <sighs> What happened? One of the, the one of the things what happens is no in the movie Noah has this vision and he and he feels that he's, he's certain that he's called by God to build the ark and God is going to because God's just going to destroy humanity. But Noah also uh, believes that part of that plan is that all of humanity is going to be destroyed, um, including he and his family. Uh, when they die, they will be the last. His youngest son will, um, Japheth will be the last uh, the last man, um, and then humanity will die because humanity is wicked and so on. Noah comes in the movie early on to realize that the wickedness is not just in the others and the descendants of the line of Cain, it's also in themselves, which is, you know, from a, from our perspective, that's accurate. We all, we're all sinners. Um, and so the, the, one of the larger plot points then in the sort of the second act, the after they get into the ark, uh, and, and we can, if, if, if we want to, I'll let you guys talk about some of the earlier things, but once they get into the ark, once the flood begins, there's this tension because um, Noah's oldest son, uh, Shem, uh, his, his wife is expecting. And, and so Noah really believes that, well, no, there cannot be any more people. It's God's will that, you know, we, we screwed up and, and he's going to, the wor- he's going to start the world anew, but without men, once we die, it's it. And so again, major spoiler alert, um, Noah says, you know, he's going to, if the children are women, um, uh, or the, the, the babies are girls, uh, he is going to kill them and so there's this whole dramatic thing is he going to kill them or not and 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 he doesn't what did you guys think about that at first just that 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 basic level of does it did it take away from add to the movie did you not did you or didn't you like the direction that it took the movie tim well i think if it maybe the intention was to 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 force that type of tension into you know the scenes within the arc that middle part of the movie but but it was you know it it seemed i couldn't tell if it was in character you know if how they were trying to portray this choice you know give giving giving noah the choice essentially you know 
is humanity worth saving or not? And that, and that's really, I think a point that they, that they tried to drive home in, in the end. And depending on how you look at it, you know, how do you define that? You know, was, was he given the choice because God wanted him to have the choice or as a kind of, uh, theodicy, uh, however you say that, yep, yep. you know, um, trying to, to delve into the mind of God, you know, is humanity worth saving? So right. okay. I guess you got to take it one to one of those two ways. Right. Father, what do well, you think? I guess, you know, some reason up there, I was kind of disappointed with it, just um, not in and of itself, although I was kind of disappointed of it in and of itself, because it's certainly putting, you know, the Noah character or God into a no-win situation. Yeah. You know, just the way they did, it was certainly backing themselves into a corner uh, as far as a plot, uh, routine, things like that. So either you're going to have to violate... Uh, the character of Noah, or violate the character of God in some way. Yep. I think they violated the character of Noah the way they did it, and so then and made God appear stupid in the process. Um, in the sense that you know, it's not that Noah decides that humanity is worth living; it's that he can't do the deed. Right. You know, it's he he he's there. He's ready to kill the twin baby girls. And he just can't do it. It's not that he has an epiphany. It's not that he has a realization. It's not that. And I was kind of like, I was watching the background, like in the sky, and like, you know, are they going to have some message from God here? Maybe this is where the rainbow. I comes. thought that was where the rainbow was going to come into play too. Yeah. 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 You know, some sign of favor. <laughs> I was looking for that. Right. Um, no. But um, you know, there wasn't. It was just that he was just too weak, and then just curls up. Which I always a very. Uh, uh, they're definitely writing from their own modern perspective, perspective of masculinity that way. Uh, modern man too weak to take a risk and make a decision. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, a horrible decision. Um, but again, that even just, I mean, he had the resolve to back himself into that corner, to live with that decision for nine months. Right, right. Right? Yep. And then, I mean, relatively distant decision. But then when the moment comes, he can't do it. And so to me, it just made him seem weak. And it was just, it seemed almost like much to do about nothing. And then the, the way the result at the end when Illa, the Emma Watson character, says, well, maybe God wanted you to make the decision. And it just seemed kind of weak to me compared to the mm-hmm. other. I mean, the whole other way is that Noah was acting throughout. So then I'm just going to open it up, Father. So just general uh, comments on the movie then, Father. So you did like it, didn't like it. You sort of maybe alluded to it already, but and general general thoughts on the movie for your, from your perspective. Uh, generally... Uh, I didn't go in expecting a religious experience, and I didn't go in expecting a Christian interpretation of Noah, uh, so I wasn't disappointed in that regard, um, but I was disappointed just in the overall product. Okay. So when you say that, um, level, uh, which, if any, of these levels, cinematography, the storyline, uh, acting, um, you know, sort of just the how, how, uh, filmmaking side or more on content side or both? Both. Both okay. in that way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think there's a lot of good things that they left standing. I mean, like, they didn't really, like, deal with the whole tension of being in an arc for 40 days of rain and 150 days of waiting for the waters to reside, to, re, uh, to subside. I mean, that in itself is just a natural tension of being, feeling and experiencing that question. Does God really hear us? Does God really care? Yeah. And there's some great human questions that could be explored latent in the biblical text that aren't. Okay. Tim, what about you? Would you, 
Oh, as you say that, you know, the part about being on the arc, it, it almost seems like that's what would have attracted uh, Darren Aronofsky to make the picture because his other stuff really deals with characters that are very compartmentalized, stories that are very compartmentalized, uh, characters that are, you know, deal with mental issues. Um, his editing style, his filming style is a very close up and claustrophobic. Um, and these antiheroes that he, that he centers his pictures around are, are, are the reason that I thought it would work so well. And, and the arc is the perfect, you know, milieu to put that into, I think. Right, but, right. but really, as you say that, I realized that it did kind of fail in that way. Or maybe didn't live up to you know the way what it should have in, in that respect. So he kind of had a golden opportunity in that way, yeah. up you know a softball pitch, and he didn't <laughs> swing it that one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and um, Tim, did you like the movie? You know, like like I kind of said at the beginning, I think I kind of rode a wave of excitement in 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 uh, in getting to it, and you know, wanting to talk about it and things, and. Um, it's just it's it's one that's gonna I'm gonna have to sit sit with for a while. You know there are things that I really liked about it. Um, you know some reviewers say that 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 maybe. You know there were two pictures at war here: um, an Aronofsky picture and what the studio ended up putting out. Mm, right. And maybe there wasn't enough of his touch to it. If that's what you were looking for, if you were going to it because of him, but, but the more I think about it, you know you think about uh, the the image of the snakeskin and and uh, the power that that had and um uh the the rock people and uh the glowing adam and eve and and things like that i think are touches that he put in that i really did that i really appreciated so i i want to just before giving my my thoughts the some of the reviews that i've seen and i i i'm i'm generally positive towards the movie and some of the reviews that I've seen that, that I really like. And if, if you have ones that you've seen, um, you can mention them, but, uh, father Robert Barron has some positive comments about the movie and Stephen Gray Donis, the, uh, the Lake Catholic film reviewer has, has a number of articles on them, the national Catholic register and Catholic world report. For me, what I liked about the movie is I thought it did a great job cinemagraphically of, uh, raising important questions in, in, in an effective way. Um, even though he didn't necessarily either give answers or give the, the true answers, I thought it raised in particular, in particular, the question of, you know, how do we, how do we know, how do we know what God wants us to do? And, and, and how do we arrive at cert- How do we arrive at certitude about that? Again, I don't think that, I mean, Noah, I don't think Noah was getting it right. Um, but, but I thought it raised that question in, in the viewer's mind, it raised that question in a really effective way. And that's one of the biggest things that I liked about it. The question, how do we know what's true generally how do we know what's true for me in terms of god's will uh for me um and, and and how can i be sure about it i mean to me it really it it naturally raises in the viewer's mind questions like that uh in an effective way which is what i liked about the movie uh i any any but any reviews that either of you saw i think father you saw one that you really liked yeah i really like uh the review review by john c Wright. uh W-R-I-G-H-T. He's a, a Catholic uh, man, a layman, a science fiction author, a uh, lawyer, uh, who really understands story and storytelling. And I really enjoy his view on things. He had a, a good review on it that, that I enjoyed. Okay. Tim, any other reviews that you saw that you want to mention? Um, I listened to the Film Spotting podcast, something I listen to every week anyway. Uh, they didn't really go into it as deep as I hoped they would. Um, but they did, they did bring up some good points because they focused more on the director. 
so that was worth listening to if 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 that's uh, kind of your take on it. Um, the, the Dr. Brian Matson had a really interesting uh, article called uh, "Sympathy for the Devil," where he um, uh, really tried to pin it in a um, um, what type of light? Gnostic. Uh, yeah, in a, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. In a Gnostic and a Kabbalistic story, and and, and really really uh, panning the critics, uh, the Catholic and and other critics uh, more than the movie uh, right. and how they missed the point of it so that was interesting it it, it was kind of dispelled and uh, peter chataway wrote a, a, a rebuttal to yeah. that yeah right. the counter to that 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 really kind of picked it apart so it's fun just kind of going back and forth and and uh and really seeing what people think and, and then again, having that all torn apart again and then right. starting over so yeah. it, it's definitely succeeding on that front that, yeah and, but it does raise the larger question, Father. I'm going to let you uh, take us home with this, the, the leading the, this part of the, your thoughts on the, the value of making good art, especially from a Catholic perspective. And so, in this case, you were disappointed in the movie, but but still, the, the uh, from a Catholic perspective, the the the, the value that, that comes from making, whether it's movies, paintings, sculpture, what it is, uh, and, and doing it well. Your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, that would be somewhat brief thoughts, I think, uh, time-wise, and it's a more complex topic. But uh, just that I really wanted the movie to do well, um, just because story is so powerful. And as Catholics, um, and in our age, we're kind of caught, caught up in these quote-unquote culture war dynamics. And uh, we so often will throw artists under the bus and just we don't want to work with artists unless they toe the line immediately on Catholic doctrine and dogma instead of maybe allowing the artists some breathing room to grow, uh, but also in supporting them and nurturing them along their way to creating good art that actually forms hearts and minds uh, towards the faith. And so that's why I was kind of disappointed in this, because I thought it would have been a good opportunity with a good uh, artistic director for that sort of thing, but it just didn't pan out. As opposed to... As opposed to, I think, a lot of, like, Christian cultural, quote-unquote, cultural things, which really aren't all that cultural. Um, It's like a lot of the Protestant-funded movies, uh, which are good movies. They're fine movies, but they're not art. Um, uh, Courageous, uh, fireproof. Um, And, like, the most recent one, which came out at the same time as Noah, God is not dead. So what makes them not art? How is, what, what, what do you mean they're not art? I mean, well, it's a God movie. God is not dead. It's very uh, didactic. It's very preachy. Uh, think of the difference between a Catholic church and a Protestant church building, right? A Catholic, it's like the cathedral in Sioux Falls is beautiful. There's many things going on in multiple layers that engage the whole person uh, and teach them maybe even in like non-obvious ways, right? Yep. Whereas, like, uh, say, a Baptist or a Calvinist church, it's very simple, it's very plain, unadorned, only meant to be a vessel for preaching. Okay, so so teaching, as you said, didactic, so just literally teaching. So in a movie, you just end up having monologues or or heavy-handed dialogue rather than allowing the... Set up for, it's just a setup for one or two monologues. Yeah. And that's what the story's built around, is the monologue. So, and, so, and you mentioned, it's, with, with Noah, it's not necessarily how true it is, but it, whether or not it wasn't effective to you, uh, not at the level of accuracy, but more those larger issues. Right. Yeah. Right. That was that was my disappointment that that that, that was possible, and be a vehicle for it, but it just didn't. Come-
come out in that way. Um, so that's a lot of my disappointment gotcha. with it. We'll have to come back to that issue in the future because I think it's a really important issue. But we are out of time to, for today. So again, thanks for listening to this episode of Ignition. If you have any questions about this episode or anything we talked about, uh, anything else in the future, feel, feel free to email me, cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.